0: and welcome to the 24609 podcast. I'm your host Maureen and I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining me for more Moon Birthday. Real quick, I want to let you all know about our sponsorships. If you have a business or service you would like our listeners to know about, email us at 24609pubco at gmail.com. Sponsorships can include one episode or multiple and they also include mention on the podcast and Instagram post including all your information as well as your contact information in the show notes of your sponsored episode. Welcome back to another episode of the 24609 podcast. We're continuing with our reading of Moon Birthday, book one of the Lunar Enchantment series. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee or tea and enjoy this week's episode. 0216 Friday, 25th of May, continued. In a blink of an eye, I was back laying in my bed. As I was wiping the sleep from my eyes, I looked around the room. I saw him sitting by the fireplace in the decorative chair. Was that real? I asked. He laughed. Yes, little girl, that was as real as you are here now. Did I pass the test? I know I probably shouldn't have been so blunt about it, but I wanted to know. If I was a dreamwalker, I wanted to start training as soon as possible, and if I failed and not a dreamwalker, I wanted to start looking into the other talents. Basically, I didn't want to lose any time learning my talent. You have a lot to learn, little girl, he said matter-of-factly. Ugh, why does he keep calling me that? Irritated, I asked, why do you keep calling me little girl? What would you prefer, child? He asked you think child is a better choice? I was shocked. How rude is this guy? Look, I do not mean any offense. I refer to you as Little Girl as a way to show respect. Respect? You think calling me Little Girl is respect? I'll do apologies, but yes, I find it to be a respectable name. Okay, boy, I said as I rolled my eyes. Boy, he yelled. I could tell he was angry snorting I said and now you see why I don't like little girl he thought about that for a while his anger slowly went away and he said I do apologize I did not realize that you felt that way I will try to remember not to call you little girl thank you he paused and said what would you like me to refer to you as um you could call me Rebecca I mean that is my name I know that's your birth name but you will have a new name once your training is done. Till your training is complete, I need another name for you. A new name? What do you mean? What's wrong with my birth name as you put it? There's nothing wrong with your birth name. It is the name this world knows you as, but when you enter the other world, you do not want those people to be able to contact you in this world. Wait, what are you talking about? I was confused with this world and the other world. As I said before, there is much you have to learn yet. We sat in silence for a good 10 minutes. Who chooses my new name, I asked. Your new name? You have always had the name. It has just been unknown to you prior. Now he was talking Greek. I'm starting to think that he doesn't know how to answer a question without confusing me. Why is it that every time I think I'm close to learning something, I'm thrown into more questions and no answers? "'Can you just give me a straight answer?' I yelled at him. He stood up, turned towards the door, and walked out, shutting the door behind him. I was left there in my bedroom, staring at the closed door. "'What was that about?' I asked out loud. I heard a whisper say, "'Some things are better left unanswered.' I was shocked at the response because I thought I was alone in my bedroom. I looked around, trying to see who answered me. I couldn't see anyone.' I walked towards my balcony to see if perhaps someone was hiding out there. As I approached the door, I saw a shadow move outside behind the curtains. I was frozen in my spot. ''Who's out there?'' I demanded. There was no response. I moved closer towards the door. ''If there's someone out there, you better answer me,'' I yelled towards the balcony. ''My friend, lower your voice before he hears you,'' came the voice. This had to be in my imagination the voice sounded familiar but there's no reason for someone to have come into my bedroom let alone hide on my balcony while i was sleeping who are you i asked as i walked closer to the balcony that is not important at the moment what is important is that you do not trust him he is not who he seems to be this was the second time today i was told that knowing who i was talking to was not important What is up with these people? And where did they all come from? And why should I trust you? I questioned the mysterious person on the balcony. There was a pause. I thought perhaps the person was no longer on the balcony. But then again, where would they have gone? My bedroom is on the third floor, so unless they jumped off the balcony, the only other way, and the only way that makes sense, would be to walk past me and out my bedroom door. I walked closer to the balcony door. I put my hand on the door handle to open it wider so I could step out on the balcony and verify that my imagination is just running wild and there's no one out there. As my hand started to push open the door, I heard, you are correct. I stopped pushing the door. You have no reason to trust me, the voice continued. You know as much about me as you do about him, but I would like to inquire why you trust him yet do not trust me. Who says I trust him? I don't even know his name. You do not trust him? The voice questioned. Well, I don't know if I trust him or not. I mean, I don't know him, so... Then why did you allow him in your dream? He said he was going to teach me about the dreamwalkers. I thought he was going to help me learn what my talent is. You let him in your dream and your most protected, sacred space, all in the hopes that he would teach you his way? When you put it that way, I guess that was a bad idea. Wait, what do you mean my most protected, sacred space? Are you talking about my dreams or my bedroom? Your dreams, my friend. You must always protect your dreams. If you're truly a dreamwalker, you need to keep the dream world locked away from others. They must never know you can control your dreams, though you already proved to him that you can. Grandmother seems to trust him, so why shouldn't I? Your grandmother is a kind old lady. She is very trusting, even to those whom she knows better to trust than not. Grandmother would never do anything or tell me to do anything that would harm me. She's not like that. I never said she was putting you in harm's way. I just said she trusts people who she has many reasons not to. Then why would she tell me about him and say that I should do as he says? Your grandmother has her reasons. Reasons that you are not yet to know of. Just know that your grandmother would not and does not put you in harm's way. And that she knows more than she puts on as well. Okay, that brings me back to my question of why should I trust you? Why should I believe anything you're telling me? Do you truly want to know that answer? Frustrated, I said, If I didn't want to know the answer, I wouldn't have asked. As you wish, my friend. There was another long pause. I could hear her take a deep breath, as if she did not want to answer my question, and was debating what to do from here. After what seemed like an eternity, she finally said, I am Cecilia. I am your only friend here at Willendorf. My only friend? You act like everyone is out to get me or something. My friend, they are. Or at least they will be once they find out who you are. Find out who I am? Everyone here knows who I am. I'm Deborah's granddaughter, her only grandchild. My parents entrusted my grandmother and my great aunt Naomi to raise me as they went on missions around the world. Not like that, friend. Once your training commences and your talents start to show, Then you will need to watch your back. Are you, are you threatening me? I was scared that this person who calls themselves Cecilia was telling me that bad things were going to happen if I continued with my training. I am not. I would never threaten you, my friend. I am here to protect and defend you. I will do my best to keep the enemies at bay, but I need you to do your work as well. Alone, I cannot save you save me? Yes, my friend, save you. Okay, but from what? There was a knock at my door. I have to go. Do not forget what I told you, my friend. Wait, where are you going? There was silence from the balcony when the second knock came. As watching the balcony when I heard my bedroom door open, I turned to see Naomi standing in the doorway. Rebecca, are you okay? You look pale. I feel sick. And with that, I blacked out. I remember Naomi coming into my bedroom and me falling to the floor. Then I remember falling down a void. There were purple rose petals falling all around me. Then I hit the bottom. It was a soft bed of moss with the rose petals layering above it. I was surprised it was such an easy landing. I had to have been falling pretty fast. I sat up and checked myself to make sure nothing was broken or bleeding. There was nothing wrong that I could tell. The only light was from the top of the hole where the sunlight was shining down. I looked around, adjusting my eyesight to see if I could find a way out. Darkness was everywhere. I stood up, took a few steps forward into the darkness. In the distance, my eyes made out a light, though it was very small and faint. I decided to try and make my way to the light. I carefully placed a foot down, checking to make sure the floor would hold me before putting my weight on it. I made it a few feet when I saw a rope bridge stretching out in front of me. I grasped the rope and slowly started to cross the bridge. I couldn't see what the bridge was going over. All I could see was the wooden planks in front of me and the rope I was holding onto. As I got closer to the faint light, it grew brighter and brighter. I carefully made my way to the light. It was a small wooden door. As I bent over to open the tiny door, a voice said, Are you sure you want to do that? I stopped in my tracks. Was someone in here with me? It never occurred to me that I wasn't alone down here, wherever here was. Hello, I called in the darkness. I was answered by silence, a dead silence that was stale, as if an emptiness in the noise I bent back down towards the doorknob. Once you open that door, you will never be able to go back. Startled I stood up. That voice. I knew that voice. I stood there trying to place the voice when it hit me. It was him. What are you doing here? I asked, not knowing where he was. I am everywhere. You're talking weird again. Do you even know where you are? Actually, no. "'No, I do not know where I am. "'All I know is that I fell down some kind of hole "'and landed here in the dark abyss of a maze "'where I found a door and apparently you. "'And why do you think that happened? "'Why what happened? "'That I fell down a hole? "'I don't know. Maybe because I tripped? "'I don't remember anything before I was falling. "'I don't remember the hole. "'I don't remember where I was. "'I don't remember anything except opening my eyes.' to be falling down a hole are you awake right now or are you in a dream I thought about that I don't remember going to sleep so I must be awake right I I don't know figure that out and you will figure out what is behind the door I stood there and thought was I awake or was I asleep still Reality is in the eye of the beholder, and I wasn't sure what I beheld. While thinking about my current reality was, I noticed the darkness around me starting to lighten up. It was a gradual lightening up. Curious, I looked back towards the hole I fell down and noticed that the sun rays, or whatever light was shining down, was overtaking the space. The light got bright as I was staring straight into the sun. I raised my hand to shield my eyes. Still, the light got brighter. I closed my eyes. When I opened my eyes, I was in a hospital bed. I must be in the infirmary, located on the first floor of the dormitory. The smell of bleach filled my nose. I looked around to see if there was anyone with me. I didn't see anyone. I had an IV in my hand and there was a monitor beside my bed. I yelled out for someone, anyone. No one came. Was I dreaming again, or did I actually wake up? I started to second-guess everything. Maybe I wasn't in the infirmary. What if I was in an actual hospital? But why would I be in a hospital? The door slowly opened, and I heard a person whistling, a song that I couldn't make out. Hello? I called out. Oh my, are you awake? The nurse said. I... I think I'm awake, but I'm not sure. After what you went through, it is normal to be confused. Just lay back and relax. The nurse came over to my bed and had me lay back down. She pulled a clipboard and started writing down readings from the monitor. What happened to me? I asked. Why don't you wait for the doctor? He can explain everything to you, she replied. The doctor? Guess it makes sense that I had a doctor looking after me, since I am in a hospital room or at least what looks like a hospital room. I figured it was best to play the game and keep my manners. Thank you, I said to the nurse. She nodded and continued to write down the readings. Once she was done, she turned to me, smiled and walked out the door. I watched the door close. Something feels off here, like it's too perfect. The monitors, the IV, the way the curtains were hung, it seemed way too flawless. I leaned over towards the monitor to see what it was reading. My heartbeat and blood pressure went on on the main display. There were a multiple of buttons, but for fear of setting off some kind of alarm, I decided not to push any. Just then, the door swung open. A woman rushed in, closing the door and came over to my bed. "'You must wake up. You shouldn't be here,' she whispered. "'Who are you?' I asked. "'I'm Cecilia. You need to leave.' but how do I leave? They have me hooked up to all these monitors and devices. I lifted my hand to show her where the IV was inserted in my bloodstream. Just wake up. You're not really here. They are trying to take your talent. You must not let them. Take my talent? Whatever do you mean? There is no time to answer that right now. Keep your voice down or they will hear you. I put my hand over my mouth. I don't know who she was talking about, but I wanted to make sure no one heard me. Wake up, that is all you have to do, she cried in a whisper, just wake up. I felt myself fall back into my bed, my eyes closed and then I woke up in my own bed, back in the main house. I stayed lying down, just opening my eyes for fear of this being a dream as well. As I opened my eyes, I heard Grandmother say, she's awake and squeezed my hand. Grandmother? I could barely talk. It was as if the wind was knocked out of me. Grandmother, is that really you? Grandmother left out a small laugh. Yes, dear, I'm really here. And she leaned over and gave me a huge hug. I had to be awake now for sure. Grandmother? Yes. Who is the man that was in the garden with us? Grandmother let go of the hug and looked at me with shock in her eyes. What man, she asked. I didn't know what to say. How did she forget about him? Something wasn't right. I had to get confirmation this was truly my grandmother. Grandmother? Yes, dear? I was wondering if we could eat those apples that we bought at the market today with supper. They look so delicious. Yes, dear. I will make sure to tell them to include them with our supper. Thank you, grandmother. That was all the proof I needed. Grandmother? I'm tired. Do you mind if I take a nap before supper? You get your rest, child, and I will come get you when supper is ready. Thank you, grandmother. I just feel overly tired at the moment. You have been through a lot, so that's understandable. And with that, grandmother stood up, kissed me on the forehead, and left my bedroom. I laid there in awe. I had to be in a dream. That or some other reality than the one it came from. But different realities that couldn't be real. I was trying to wrap my head around everything when Cecilia walked out of the shadows of my balcony. This isn't real, is it? I whispered to her, holding back tears. No, it is not real. You are still asleep, but you're getting closer to waking up. How do I wake up? I asked, afraid I would never be able to again. Just open your eyes. Open my eyes? Open your eyes. And with that, I was laying on the floor of my bedroom in front of the balcony, and there was Naomi standing over me asking, Rebecca, is everything okay? I smiled, knowing that I was back. Yes, Naomi, everything is all right. Thanks for listening to another episode of the 24609 podcast. Please make sure to go follow me on Instagram at 24609publishing and check out my online store by following the links in the show notes. Till next time!